When it comes to prospecting, there's a real challenging intersection for the salesperson and for the business owner or the sales manager, sales director, where the salesperson really, really doesn't want to spend all that much time prospecting and the business owner, sales director or sales manager wants it done really quickly and doesn't think that there should be a lot of time spent Wasting time, I think, is the best way to describe the sentiment. I've heard so many people talk about their salespeople just staring at the computers and you're not going to sell anything staring at the computers and typing on the typewriters and so on and so forth. So there has to be a little bit of common ground for both parties to recognize that good prospecting takes time. And from this, the perspective of the salesperson, good prospecting has to happen. Back in the day, which... Let's face it, nobody really cares about. We were working off yellow pages and names that we might have seen walking down the high street and ringing BT for telephone numbers and the cost of getting a telephone number from BT. And the you can only imagine what yellow pages look like. But that you don't really care when you're listening to that because that was then. Now is an entirely different picture where there is so much information um, that you could have overwhelm, you maybe perhaps don't know where to start, um, where the lead sources are good to come from, so on and so forth. So I had a little bit of practice what you preach at the weekend and I was doing some prospecting for a client and I had tapped into InvestNI and got some spreadsheets of data, names of companies, businesses and particular geographies that... um, we're only given info at emails, we're given um, front desk or main telephone number and no contact details. So then you jump onto LinkedIn and through the connections that you might have and probably just through um, Google searches, you're coming up with names of decision makers and titles so you can get a CEO, you can get other C-level executives, you can get owners, you can get decision makers and influencers. So you're probably looking to build up maybe three or four names per company. And when I got started, the sector that I was working on, some of these businesses didn't have websites. Some of them weren't on LinkedIn and all of them were trading in excess of 20 and 30 million pounds a year. Which blends itself to thinking that those companies would definitely represent a great opportunity because they're probably not as literate in certain methods of running a business you could also say they're cute and they're not spending their money on anything else but developing better products and services but the bottom line is that if you keep on digging the information is there but the truth of it is prospecting is is really is a real challenge and, and it's for a certain type of person if you think about uh, somebody playing golf and i use this example a lot but if you're on the tee box and everything's set up in the right order and you're a millimeter just off, you end up three fields over. Um, That's how I play at least. If you think of something a little bit more major in the scale of an airline pilot who is a couple of fractions of a millimeter off when he takes off, you probably want to have a better idea of where he's about to land than playing golf. And so it is all about starting that journey with the end in mind and making sure you're pointed in the right direction. And prospecting is just something that 
really, really grates on salespeople because it's mind-numbing hard work if you make it that way. Over the last four weeks of January, the start of the year, the common complaint, um, a recurring theme, and a common complaint from some is the prospecting, where I've worked with a couple of people who have said that you know their, their business development activities are good for the start of the year. And then when I dig deeper to find out about the process and structure to that, the whole thing kind of falls apart because there wasn't any process or structure to start with. And so if you get your prospecting right, it can be a real, real game changer, especially in, in business to business. Um, it's one of the, no matter which sales model you look at, it's probably the very first step in any model is having a clear idea of who you're targeting, uh, the company, the sector, the sweet spot, the size, the industry, the person you want to talk to, whether it's a decision maker or an owner or an influencer. And from that, you can build personas. And from that, you can build certain types of messages and messaging that will change depending on who, who you're targeting. That might mean one or two different messages to the same company if you want to get sophisticated about it. But it means it's just about taking time. And so I spent a couple of hours on Saturday and Sunday on spreadsheets. Totaled, the two spreadsheets totaled about 350 companies, maybe 300 if you remove duplication or redundant prospects. 300 names that I had to go through to get the right details, to get names, to get telephone numbers, to try and get email addresses, to try and follow them on Sales Navigator, etc., etc., etc. So there's no shortcut to that. You can get all the data you want. You can um, cross-reference one spreadsheet to another. You can get all the plugins you want for LinkedIn. You can do whatever uh, you think is best to pull all the information together. But at the same time, you have to keep personalized, the messaging personalized to these people to give them all faces and names rather than just having it as a mass marketing targeting exercise. And so the second stage becomes a bit of a chore at the same time. And it's not for everybody, and that's the truth of it. Really, really disciplined salespeople will follow to the letter a process. They will get the right kind of data. They will manage the data well. They will look after the information on that spreadsheet or on the CRM. And then when it upgrades to an opportunity, then more information will follow. And that's a business discipline that most businesses need to be adhering to and fixing uh, so that salespeople don't take any gaps because that's one sure thing that they will do is they will find a gap. Just like water, they will find a way to get under the cracks of the system and be totally confident that the way they're doing things is just as good, if not better, than the way the system needs to be for the business. So that takes kind of a management discipline. Um, it also takes the sales exec discipline. It takes patience. It takes a good attention to detail. And from the business owner's perspective, you need to give them time. You need to make sure that they're allowed sufficient time to populate the databases with the right kind of information so that they can make one and two experimental calls into the company to try and get email protocols if they're not available, to find out the names of the decision makers and to, just to check to see if those people are still working. Um, not everybody updates their LinkedIn profile uh, as often as they should do. And so you wait long enough, you'll find a piece of dirt that will grind the gears to a halt. 
So it's important that the sales exec is given enough time. It's also important to acknowledge that the person who is doing the prospecting, who is into business development, is not deep down really just an account manager, but a really good account manager um, or a really good account director. And you're probably trying to nudge that person into doing things that they're reluctant to do subconsciously and therefore will do it only half-heartedly when it, when it comes to it. Not everybody that is a good account manager and is good at customer service and is good at looking after clients is good as finding new clients. And so there's decisions to be made and um, a lot of deep diving into the psychology, uh, the emotions, the attitude, the focus of those people. Again, another management decision. And so for me, really, the good prospecting means that business owners and sales leaders have a good enough relationship with their sales team that there's a little bit of meeting in the middle, a little bit of understanding of the difficulty and the challenges that face both sides and you try and work in, trying to work together as a team moving forward, which is not always easy. In turn, you have to then integrate marketing thinking for these messages and trying to get the different messages right to the decision makers so think about selling um, fleet cars, for example, and you want to speak to the finance director to kind of appeal to the sensibilities about the cost savings. Uh, you want to appeal to the fleet manager to explain to them how easy it is. One, one call covers it all. Um, single point responsibility, uh, better service and maintenance than before, etc., etc. And you also want to touch into the CEO to maybe explain to him what kind of car that they could get from the fleet um, at a different price than they're currently driving. Three just made up on the spot examples, but those are three different messages coming from the one business targeting um, one potential client. So you've got to get marketing involved, but all of marketing's effort is redundant if you're not pointed in the right direction and speaking to the right companies at the very first instance. I hope that helps. Uh, it's been a really recurring issue from the month of January because business owners come back after a couple of weeks off and they're very energized to finishing off the financial year or they're looking to give it a good run for the calendar year. And so there's a greater focus on business development. Probably that focus should be there all the time. Um, but thanks for listening. Um, shift control, shift-control.co.uk is the website. And I'm on LinkedIn if you're interested. Find me an email at paul at shift-control.co.uk. And see you soon.